I'm Jerome Bettis, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Excuse me, you can't go in there. Someone call security. Better tell them to bring everyone. Tune in, this is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go. What's good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. I, of course, am the Fantasy Football Plug, Jay. Um, Coming to y'all with another episode of the Fantasy Football Plugs (laughs) 32-team. I laugh because... A buddy of mine says it's too long of a <laughs> too long of a name for the series, but I don't give a shit. It's hilarious. It's funny. I didn't realize it would bother anybody. I'm, I'm just kind of glad it does. The Fantasy Football Plugs 32 Team Fantasy Relevance coming to you with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steeler Nation, the Steel Curtain, all that bullshit. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's early in the morning, so if I clear my throat a few times, I apologize. Um, Got a lot of shit to do today. Uh, Mrs. Plugs got me running errands, um, putting together shelving down in our laundry room, you know, working on the plug trap house downstairs, all this stuff. So <clears throat> I'm going to try and get through this quickly so y'all can get on with the rest of your day, whomever is listening. Um, this is whenever I, whenever I said I was doing the Pittsburgh Steelers next, a lot of people have actually responded pretty pretty loudly to it just excited about this episode so i hope i don't disappoint um of course gonna give a shout out to my boy piggy bank picks big kev um draft day motherfucker we got draft today so that's another thing we've got going on for the breaking the bank uh expert league that he put together for everybody um my dude's got me as a co uh co-owner I guess or not co-owner but uh co-gm so I'm half Goodell but I'm the good part so (laughs) uh what's up to heart to start podcast my guys y'all need to get on there and and check out their youtube channel it is the shit uh their videos are fucking hilarious like it just and they don't even mean to they're just they're just funny as hell um, them cousins talking to each other, man, uh, JD and Kev, it's, it's just a, a phenomenal YouTube channel. Um, I've subscribed and, and definitely hit that bell for the notification. So anytime they have something going down, I get to catch it right off the rip. <clears throat> um, let's see draft with red zone, uh, www.draftwithredzone.com handing out the best fantasy football draft day package um it's it's i can't fucking wait to get mine he i believe he shipped it i know something kind of set him back a little bit um as far as shipping goes probably this covid bullshit but uh i I just can't wait to get mine it's it looks so fucking sick he keeps posting pictures of the stickers he's um showing off the rings uh showing off his his draft skills i mean it's it's impressive man i mean 
draft of the red zone knows what's up. He's got the skills, man. Um, let's see. I've got a number of people I want to shout out, but uh, I apologize if I don't get to you like always. I'm just trying to get this done as quick as possible so I can get on with the day. Uh, plus, I've got to do another episode later on uh, for the Alpha Dogs um, Instagram Fantasy League, IG Alpha Dogs Fantasy League. Uh, we finished up a draft um, in a few fucking days because we did a long draft, which is cool because it gives everybody to go on with their life and their time and stuff, and that that's fine. Um, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, so uh, shout out to those boys. Um, excited to get this season capped off and started so I can get that trophy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing another episode of who I who I picked and why. Uh, I'm gonna try and get that done today. Uh, with all this shit going on at the house, and then I got that uh, got the draft tonight at 7 p.m. my time. We're going to do it on a Zoom, so hopefully everybody can get to see it and, and laugh and uh, talk some shit with us. Um, but I'm going to do an episode for the IG Alpha Dogs Fantasy League uh, probably sometime today, and I'll make sure that everybody knows when I drop that. But anyway, let's move on. Again, to anybody I did not give a shout-out to. Oh, Bears, Brews, and Bros, my guys. I um, want to let you guys know I sent a message uh, yesterday saying, you know, we're going to get that, the larger trophy. We finally found one. Uh, the one that I got is no bigger than a fucking monster can. So I'm just going to do something else with that, but I'll make sure to get you guys set. Um, my word is my bond and, uh, I'll make sure to get that taken care of for you guys. ASP as soon as fucking possible. So <clears throat> here we go. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, there's a lot of fantasy with the Pittsburgh Steelers. There is a lot of relevance there. Um, every season, they have tons of players that get drafted. Some overwhelm, some underwhelm. Last season, it was rather underwhelming, except for a gentleman by the name of Deontay Johnson, in my opinion, um, which I'll get into him a little bit today. Um, <clears throat> Big Ben is healthy. So I, I think it's it's it goes to say, like, it, it's anytime you have a quarterback that's worth a shit who is out on the field and healthy – uh, he brings the rest of the team together. So it's, it definitely stands to say that, that they're going to be definitely like for real relevant this season. Um, so I will start with the QB. Like I do every episode, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Yeah. His middle name's Todd. Um, short for Todrick, I think. Uh, how do I start? Um, Big Ben has always been a great quarterback. I mean, he's passed for a total of 56,545 career yards, 363 touchdowns, and 191 interceptions. I mean, he's pretty good. Um, the big motherfucker that looks like Will Ferrell <laughs> has actually been somewhat disrespected, if you ask me, um, mainly due to his injury history. I mean, in 2018, he played 16 games, finally, uh, completing 452 of his 675 passes for 5,129 yards and 34 touchdowns. He did have 16 interceptions, but still, those are elite fantasy numbers. Um, that's approximately 377.16 fantasy points. That's not terrible. Not Lamar Jackson, not Pat Mahomes, but for a mobile for an immobile quarterback, I mean, that's pretty strong. I mean. Now, until 2018, Big Ben didn't have a full season since 2014. 
you also have to look at what he had to work with. I mean, he had Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, all at the same time. I mean, as well as a somewhat healthy James Conner. Um, <clears throat> in 2019, uh, Ben had to undergo surgery on his right elbow and was placed on injured reserve. Roethlisberger has 23 documented injuries during, uh, during his NFL career. 23 documented. That being said, I believe that Ben is going to be a steal since most people are afraid to take him due to the injury in 2019. Although AB is gone, he has a plethora of offensive tools at his disposal, like running back James Conner. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everyone loves James Conner. Um, and why not? I mean, the guy seems like a like a nice guy. He's a beast. I mean, we've all heard the amazing story of how he beat cancer and just kept grinding to become what he has in the NFL. I mean, his is a story of grit and determination that, in my opinion, is being wasted on more and more people. Um, if you disagree, fuck it. Just turn off my, my podcast. I don't care. I mean, if you baby your kids, <laughs> fine. It's on you. I mean, it's a shame what kids are becoming. I mean... It's one thing I love about James Harrison, another uh, Pittsburgh Steeler alum, how he threw away his kids' participation trophies. Fucking awesome. I love that about that guy. Um, if you're a parent out there that believes in throwing away participation trophies and teaching a good old practice makes perfect, you know, then I commend you. I mean, otherwise, you're what's wrong with our future, with what our future holds, you know, like I, if you disagree, you disagree. That's fine. I, I don't have any kids of my own, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about really, but we tried the adoption thing and I knew in my heart that I was going to be that kind of dad. Um, maybe the kid grows up to be an ax murderer because of what everybody else says. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you baby the child, maybe there'll be a bunch of pussies when they grow up and they'll be too afraid to kill somebody. I don't know. I know it's a little ridiculous. I'm just saying everybody, the way that everybody acts when it comes to kids nowadays, it's so pampered. Don't beat your kid for fuck's sake. Be a good parent, love them, and let them make their own decisions, but don't celebrate the fact that they fucking lost. That's stupid. Don't, don't like belittle them. Or anything like that if they lose. But don't give them a fucking trophy for it. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting way off. I apologize. Um, <clears throat> back to James Conner. Uh, Conner battled a quad and shoulder injury over the second half of the season. So he was out for a little while. I mean, But when healthy, he has three down ability. And Pittsburgh loves to ride one running back if possible. The upside of Conner is huge. Get that? Sounds like that fucking idiot Trump. Huge. But consider also grabbing handcuffed Jalen Samuels if you're set on taking Connor. I don't know too many people set on taking Connor, but if you are, <clears throat> pick up the handcuff. Um, by the time the season starts, we'll probably figure out who it is, and I'll go over uh, the other running backs here in a minute. Um, Connor has yet to play an entire season in the NFL. However, 2018, he hit double-digit touchdowns and 1,470 yards from scrimmage. The dude can play, I mean, if he stays healthy. That's my main concern. Connor is a guy that I almost pull the trigger on when in drafts, but don't because of my aversion from injury-prone players. But then again, someone else drafts him, and he balls out, and I fucking hate myself. But then he gets hurt, and I thank God I didn't draft him. So it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword, really. Um, 2019, he played 10 games, but still had seven total touchdowns 
and 750 total yards, 715 total yards, forgive me. He posted 145.5 fantasy points. Um, it goes without saying, Connor is a great running back. Injury issues or not. At his current ADP of running back 20 and 40 overall in PPR, I mean, I'll have to say I'm in on him because the upside is just so huge. Um, and you know what I always say, opportunity and upside, a, a huge thing for me in fantasy football when it comes to drafting. Um, <clears throat> the second running back on the depth chart, Jalen Samuels. Uh, there's not a lot to say besides he's a must draft if you pick up Connor. Um, Samuels came in as high, you know, as a high upside pass catcher, but he failed to take advantage of Connor's injury in 2019 after having shown potential during a three-game stretch the year before, uh, 328 combined yards. Um, you know, it's it's uh, with Pittsburgh, the handcuff is almost as valuable as the bell cow that you go to draft. Um, remember Lev Bell and um, D'Angelo Williams. I believe that's, yeah, D'Angelo Williams. I, I, I got lucky and, and uh, handcuffed D. Williams, and holy shit, the guy paid off years and years ago. Um, Pittsburgh's running back situation looks messy, but a healthy Big Ben helps the passing game. You know, so, I mean, it, it all starts with the guy under center, like I stated. I mean, it, it, everybody can be much better because Ben is healthy, because everybody's afraid of what he's going to do with the ball in the air. So, I mean, the running backs are going to do better, and then if the running backs do better, they're going to stack the box, and they're going to leave people open. And, it, you know, with the with the wide receivers they have, it's going to be really fucking tough to do anything with this team um, against their offense, and their defense is pretty stout, too. Um, number three on the depth chart, a guy that I'm really keeping an eye on, Anthony McFarland. The rookie. Um, Pittsburgh drafted McFarland in the fourth round of uh, 2020's draft. Um, he's a bit undersized at 5'8", 208 pounds, and coming off a disappointing season at Maryland in 2019, but that's not his fault. I mean, he was hampered by an ankle injury. 2018, he was much more impressive with 131 carries, 1,034 yards, which is 7.9 yards per carry, but saw his production dip in 2019 due to the injury. Um, when healthy, he's been compared to Chris Johnson, which is very interesting to me because Chris Johnson's a fucking monster. Um, he's gonna have uh, he's gonna have to compete with Samuels and Benny Snell for snaps. Um, but I, I'm, again, Samuels is the only one I'm really too worried about. Um, but if he can show his 2018 drive, he won't have an issue in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> All right, now on to the wide receivers. Uh, first on the depth chart, of course, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju is a monster. Um, last season was rough due to all the changes at QB, if you ask me. Um, and I believe that's all there is to it. The great thing is, is that people are selling short on him due to last year's stats. And I'm fine with that. Let him fall to me. I mean, fuck. Um, so... Before Ben got hurt, Juju was crushing it. In 2018, he had 111 receptions for 1,426 yards and seven touchdowns. Fucking great numbers. I mean, that's with Antonio Brown on the other side, which, you know, some will argue it's due to Brown taking coverage off of him, um, off of Juju, and that's a valid point. But Big Ben finds a receiver he loves and feeds them. Juju is his guy. He started to become his guy when Brown was there. So Brown's gone now. Now he is the guy. 
the receiver one for the Steelers, and that's a great guy to be. I mean, Juju doesn't have to worry about the number one spot. Um, it's his. I mean, Claypool and Johnson will be fighting for the number two, but Juju is safe in my opinion. I mean, there's not a whole lot more to say about Juju except draft him with confidence as long as Big Ben is healthy. Um, if he's not and you have to deal with that, you know, four-string quarterback shit and, you know, Miles Garrett trying to murder him, then you might have some trouble. But Juju is definitely a safe pick. <clears throat> However, if you're looking for value, I'm taking this guy, Deontay Johnson. Um, for a long time, I was never a big believer in number two wide receivers um, unless it was really late in the draft. And Deontay Johnson is starting to go later and later in mocks. I have no idea fucking why. Um, I've seen him go early and then I've seen him go pretty late. But, I, I mean, it's just crazy to me that he is wide receiver number 39 and 101 overall in PPR. I mean, 2019 with shoddy QB play, shoddy, shitty, however you want to call it, Johnson caught 59 of his 92 targets for 680 yards and five touchdowns. He has immense talent and is going to jump right into Big Ben's number two receiver spot, and that is a fucking great place to be. Look at Juju to AB. Big Ben's number two is a wide receiver one on any other team. There can be an argument made that Roethlisberger has his number one receiver and his 1B receiver. You know what I'm saying? 1A, 1B. Look back at previous seasons with Ben under center. Everyone fucking eats. Johnson is a great value. Like I stated, his ADP, uh, wide receiver number 39, and 101 overall in PPR. Look to scoop him up in later rounds and reap the benefits. Deontay Johnson led all wide receivers in separation. This is one of my favorite stats on this guy. He led all receivers in separation of 3.6 yards while running 12% of routes from the slot. Now just imagine that with a competent QB. Think about it. He had 3.6 yards of separation running routes from the slot. This motherfucker's going to ball. Like With Big Ben, shit. And Ben loves his slot receivers. Loves bombing it out. I mean, Big Ben is a blast to fucking watch. Um, especially when you have this kind of talent on the field with him. Um, as a good friend of mine said, 9.8 points per game with the fourth string quarterback. I'll take that. Yes, sir, JD. I'll take that too, bro. <laughs> Third on the depth chart, James Washington. Um, not anyone I'm looking for in drafts, honestly. I mean, he was the guy everyone was talking about before drafts last season as the new Juju, while Juju was going to be the new AB. Um, Washington was a serviceable wide receiver um, wide receiver four or five in 2019 if you're in deep leagues. Uh, catching 44 of his 80 targets for 735 yards and three touchdowns. Um, in my opinion, I mean, don't even waste a pick on him. I don't really have much more to say than that. The guy does have talent. It's just there's not really a whole lot going on with it. However, he didn't really have Roethlisberger last season, so fucking, it's kind of up in the air. But I, I, he's not he's not as a, as sure a thing to me as Juju and Deontay Johnson. Um, <clears throat> and number four on the depth chart, I wouldn't even be bothering with four wide receivers if you know if it wasn't Pittsburgh. Um, 
but fourth on the depth chart, the rookie Chase Claypool, uh, drafted in the second round of 2020. Um, Claypool's a large receiver, 6'4", 238 pounds with some speed on him. I mean, again, I don't really go off of 40 times, but 4.42 at that size is pretty strong um, and a ton of playmaking ability. Uh, when he was at Notre Dame, Claypool had 66 receptions for 100, or excuse me, 1,037 yards and 13 touchdowns. Most drafts, you don't even see him ranked. I mean, he definitely could be worth a flyer um, in the final rounds, especially coming into the NFL with a healthy Big Ben. <clears throat> um, and being that size and that fast, and, and after the catch, he's a monster. Before the catch, he's a monster. I mean, he's so fast. He's quick, cut on a dime. I mean, the guy definitely might be – he's definitely worth a flyer if you're looking to draft one of those rookie run, uh, rookie, rookie – blah. Wookie, right, fucking uh, rookie wide receivers in the later rounds. Um, tight ends, okay. Uh, I guess I, I'll start off with Eric Ebron, <laughs> though I'm not sure who's going to be the main guy. I mean, which leads me into the thoughts on the tight ends in Pittsburgh. I'm not sure I'm going to be drafting either. Um, however, if I did, it would be Ebron, which is why I'm starting with him. Um, Ebron has shown that he can be that guy in the end zone. Uh, Ebron is going to is going into a red zone friendly situation in Pittsburgh, <clears throat> especially with Roethlisberger coming back healthy. Um, Ebron showed his talent level in Indianapolis. Uh, and he could very well bring that into Pittsburgh as long as Ben targets him. Don't forget Vance McDonald is still there, which I'll go into him in a minute. Um, I know I'm the guy who says I like my tight ends alone and not in a two tight end set because it could potentially take targets away from the tight end in question, i.e. Ebron. Um, that being said, think of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, Gronk and Hernandez. Um, shout out Piggy Bank. Uh, it can work. Both McDonald and Ebron are great receiving tight ends, and it's starting to seem that more and more teams are recognizing that two tight end sets are working. I mean, I think Ebron... Will be a steal in the late double-digit rounds. I mean, I've even seen a few drafts where he goes undrafted. So, I mean, in in the in the Alpha Dogs, like I picked him second to last. So, <clears throat> he could end up being something pretty awesome. But again, like I stated before, it's kind of up in the air because you've got two guys there. You don't know which one's going to eat the most. But if I had to choose, like I said, Ebron's the guy. Um, <clears throat> second tight end, Vance McDonald. Uh, McDonald was one of the possible fantasy darlings last season. Uh, everybody was talking about wanting to draft him. It seemed like everyone was talking about McDonald at the time. I mean, and I get it though. I mean, in 2018, he had 50 receptions for 610 yards and four touchdowns. Everyone figured he captured Ben's trust and would break out in 2019. Um, but you know, then came the injury woes to big Ben and everyone knows that team is different without big Ben at the helm. I mean, that's just... That's just the truth. I mean, that's that might as well be the name of the fucking episode. Uh, healthy Big Ben equals good Steelers team. Um, McDonald isn't a draft target to me at all. I mean, I recommend steering clear of him. If I decide to go Pittsburgh tight end, like I said, like I stated, Ebron is my guy, and he should be yours. Um, <clears throat> if you really believe in Ebron, go for it. Um, if you really believe in McDonald. Uh, you're going to have a rough year. Um, so I'm moving on. Uh, defense and special teams. Like I say, every episode, I told everybody I'm going to give you every bit of fantasy relevance, and there is some relevance here for the defense. Um, 
261 fantasy points in 2019. Not bad for a defense. 54 sacks, 20 interceptions, 18 fumbles recovered, three touchdowns by the defense, one blocked kick, 810 return yards, and a return touchdown. That's a solid defense to draft. And again, my thing is draft a kicker and a defense as close to last as possible. I see so many people jumping for defenses and kickers. I don't fucking get it. I just don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's like you have potential players in the later rounds, like a Larry Fitzgerald who could be a game winner some weeks, but people decide on a kicker or a defense, which I understand kickers can win it for you, but not by a wide margin and not as often as a wide receiver or running back, you see, or a flex player. So why, why do, anyway, you know what? Like I was talking to Piggy last night on the phone and I told him, fuck what I have to say. Fuck what everybody else has to say. If you've got an idea and you've got a plan, then stick to it. That's fine. I get that. I can respect that. But this is, this is my, this is my venue to, to bitch and moan and give my opinion. That's my opinion. Draft defenses and kickers dead fucking last if you can. I've reached for a couple. There's every season, every year, the, God damn, excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. Fuck. Uh, every season, the defense that was elite the year before has never finished as the elite defense the second year or the, the following season. Never. Not even back with the Legion of Boom. None of them. So, Keep that in mind. <clears throat> All right, the kicker, Chris Boswell. Uh, he's not a bad kicker to have. He's, you know, especially in this kind of offense, um, they're going to score a lot, so he'll get a lot of PATs. So <clears throat> Chris Boswell had 11 field goals, 20 to 29 yards, 7 for 30 to 39, 9 for 40 to 49, and 1 for 50-plus. And he had 122 fantasy points last season. Not bad for a kicker, honestly. Um you can't really go wrong with a kicker, but you can't really go right. I mean, unless you get like Justin Tucker or maybe Greg Zerline. Now, well, Zerline might be pretty interesting because they've got a pretty awesome offense in Dallas. So, so he could definitely be somebody to pick up. But I don't know. Again, they're not going to be they're not going to be available last in the draft just because people reach. So, <clears throat> I've always been a defensive streamer. Unless I find one that I can hold on to that's good every week. So think of that. Kickers you can stream. I mean, whatever you guys decide to do, it's completely up to you. It's your draft. Whatever you do, have a good fucking time. Have a blast with it. Get all the camaraderie and everything going. Talk some shit. Enjoy your day. It's Christmas for me. I've always said that, and I've noticed a lot of people are starting to say that too. Not saying that they're, you know, biting my style or whatever, but... I've been saying that for a long time, and now a lot of people are starting to say it's like Christmas Day to them, so get off my dick. No, I'm just playing. Anyway, y'all have a great day. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. I apologize from the bottom of my heart, clearing my throat constantly. I'm going to have to not do an episode so early next time. Um, I'm just trying to get everything done for the day, so Miss Plug is happy. Because that is my main concern, more than fantasy football or anything, is making sure that that woman is happy. So, I'm out. You're wrong, Frank. 
I'm not a kid. I'm a man. I am going to get you better, and then I'm going to beat you to death. You couldn't beat a drum. <laughs> Rod, are you okay? I need to go to my quiet place. Tune in. This is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in. You already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go.